What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Thursday, December 7th edition of the NBA Lineup Generator video. I'm your host, Adam Scherer. You can follow me on Twitter at ShipMyMoneyDFS. And we have another two-game NBA slate tonight, or this evening, I guess I should say, uh, as we have the in-season tournament semifinals starting at 5 p.m. Eastern with the Pacers and Bucks, followed by the Pels and Lakers in the later game. So tonight's slate is starting earlier than usual. Uh, keep that in mind. Don't forget to set your lineups. But we have another two-gamer, which means some interesting roster construction. It does look a bit different than the other day. And we're going to walk through it using DraftKings, or walk through it for DraftKings and FanDuel, rather, using the NBA lineup generator, as always. But first, make sure that you hit the like button, whether you're watching on YouTube or on Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you get an alert when our shows go live. Now, starting with DraftKings, uh, as always, the first option you have here is what types of lineups you would like to see. All, all types of lineups, chalky, balanced, contrarian. For your larger field tournaments, generally you're going to want more contrarian lineups. For smaller field stuff, you will typically want chalkier lineups. Uh, for this video, I'm going to click contrarian. Then your next option is whether or not to lock any players. I don't recommend doing this if you're playing a lot of lineups, but if you're using this tool to create a single entry lineup or three max uh, and you know that you want somebody in particular in those lineups, you can save yourself some time by clicking on them here. Every lineup that you see will then have that player in it. I'm going to skip it for this video. And then we get into the actual lineups where up here at the top, you can see the salary, fantasy points, and ownership. Down here, you can see how the projection compares to your alternatives as well as the ownership. And then you, of course, can see each player, their salary, fantasy points, ownership projection. And over here on the right-hand side, you do have the ability to customize individual players. So if you look at this lineup and you really like it, except for Giannis at center, which clearly would be a weird guy not to like. But uh, if for whatever reason you don't like Giannis, you can just click the arrows over here, swap him to another center like Anthony Davis, and then go back and upgrade somewhere else with the salary that you saved. So you still have the same foundation of this lineup, but you swapped out a couple of players to players you like more. Uh, you have the ability to customize that way. And if you're not familiar overall with how this tool works, the lineups that you're being presented with are the end result of a full process on the back end, utilizing our player projections, ownership projections, simulation models. We are using all of those tools and presenting you with the final product, which is a lineup that we project to be profitable in the long run. If you like it, you can click save. If you dislike it, you click discard and get another one. All of these lineups are projected as profitable lineups. It's just a matter of you choosing the ones that you like the most. And for this video, I'm going to just choose the next 20. And then that will get us to the next screen where on the left-hand side over here, you can see the lineups that you selected, the total ownership, the fantasy points, all of that easily in one place. But more importantly, over here on the right-hand side, you can see your player exposures amongst those 20 lineups. When you're going through and choosing the lineups that you like, it of course can be very difficult to mentally track how much of every player that you have. So it's nice to be able to see right here easily and quickly how, how much you have of different guys. Sometimes it'll all look good. Other times you'll have somebody that maybe you have more of than you would like. Let's say, for example, you don't want 30% TJ, McC uh, TJ McConnell. You can click him here. It's going to highlight all of your McConnell lineups. And then all you have to do to fix that and get, say, 20% is go in and either use the arrows to swap him out, like I showed you before, or simply discard a couple of TJ McConnell lineups, go to the get more lineups option, and then select lineups that do not have him to replace the ones that you removed. So 
Now we will get back to the other screen and we have 20% McConnell instead of 30. It is that quick, that easy. You will, of course, also want to pay attention and make sure that it doesn't have any unintended consequences. If you start getting rid of McConnell, maybe you start getting someone even worse in a lot of your lineups. Uh, that didn't appear to be the case here, but it might have to take, you know, it might take you a few different tries to get everything the way you like, but keep in mind the lineups you're being presented with are all projected to be profitable over the long run. So it's just a matter of getting the exposures and your risk tolerance to a point that you're comfortable with. Now, looking at the individual lineups, uh, to see if any stand out. It looks like most of them project around 300% ownership. Actually, as we go down a little bit, we're seeing some lower owned ones as well. Uh, I think I saw a 260 fantasy point or 260% uh, ownership projection rather. Uh, so this is an interesting one to look at. We have Tyrese Halliburton at the top coming off of a 40-minute game last time out. 23% owned, 10,660 fantasy point projection. Clearly love getting to him if you can. Benedict Matherin likely to be one of the more popular players on the slate, as is Trey Murphy, who played about 30 minutes in the Pels last game. We're getting to Giannis along with Halliburton. That's really nice on a two-game slate if you can make it work. Jared Vanderbilt for value. Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, and Rui Achimura. Nothing that really looks terrible in this lineup, especially because you are able to get to the two highest projected players on the slate. So pretty interesting roster construction in that one. Now we're going to go and look at the same thing for FanDuel. But before we do that, if you are looking to use this tool to improve your DFS performance, sign up using the link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on Twitter, I will tweet the link out below where you are watching this video as well. And you can sign up uh, through that. It's only $14.95 per week. And we created this tool with the single entry, three max, 20 max, lower stakes players in mind, because one of the most difficult things in improving your DFS performance is finding a balance between subscribing to tools and content and data, whatever you want to call it. And keeping that within a price range that is going to allow you to still profit at DFS. If you're playing $80 a night, call it, you know, $400 a week, it doesn't make you any sense. It doesn't make any sense for you to be paying, let's say $400 a week for something. I don't know what that would be, but no matter how good the tool is, there's always going to be a point where if it doesn't match your volume, it doesn't make sense for you to use it. Uh, so we created this. It doesn't give you the full package like our Sims package does. You don't have access to all of the features, but you are getting the end result. You're getting profitable lineups at the end as a result of our projections and Sims at a price point that makes it easier for you to profit at the stakes that you're currently playing. So I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't already. Now moving over to FanDuel and doing the same thing there that we did for DraftKings. I'm going to just grab the first 20 lineups that we get and we can see if things look different on than they did on DraftKings as far as player exposures go. Uh, we have Malik Beasley at the top here at 70%. He's only 5,200, so he's going to stand out on FanDuel, playing a lot of minutes. Uh, Benedict Matherin at 4,800 stands out as well. Halliburton at 11-6, showing up 60% of the time. Jose Alvarado is an interesting one here. He played about 17 minutes last game. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a little bit less today and Najee Marshall plays a little bit more, just given the matchup with the Lakers, how many just long, big guys the Lakers have, and specifically LeBron James, uh, obviously, is somebody that the Pelicans are going to be needing to scheme for as well. So Alvarado is someone where, you know, if these were my lineups, I might want to cut that back a little bit. You know, like I said, highlight him, go through, remove some lineups, and then replace them with non-Alvarado. Uh, Miles Turner, 50%. LeBron, 50%. Those are both clearly fine. Torian Prince played about 27 minutes last game with the Lakers fully healthy. At 3,900, I have no issue with 45% of him. Same goes for Neesmith. We're getting to Joe Val, Anthony Davis, Herb Jones, D'Angelo Russell. No real problems with any of those guys. Russell is risky. He only played 24 minutes last game. It is likely that we 
see him in the closing lineup less and less frequently uh, with this team healthy. Now there are a lot of different ways that they can go where they don't need Russell out there as a defensive liability at the end of games. So he is risky, but he is also only $6,700 on a two game slate. Now scrolling through these lineups, it uh, looks like most of them project right around 285 fantasy points ownership generally coming in between 275% and 300%. Uh, a couple of them a little bit higher. Haven't really seen any lower. Um, so yeah, most of them just coming in in that range. Uh, we can look at this top one up here just to see how it looks. Damian Lillard, Jose Alvarado. I already mentioned not loving Alvarado here, but he is 4,100. It is a two-game slate. There's not really going to be $4,100 guys that you do love. Uh, Buddy Heald and Malik Beasley at shooting guard. Heald only 6,100, so he looks like a better fan duel play than DraftKings play. We're getting to LeBron and Ingram at small forward. LeBron only 16% owned, so that's pretty interesting. You know, being able to get to him coming off of a game where he played huge minutes, likely to play a ton again tonight. Obi Toppin, 5K, 30% owned. Jared Vanderbilt as a contrarian play. And then Miles Turner uh, rounding it out at center. So that's a walkthrough for DraftKings and FanDuel for tonight's two-gamer. Um, thank you for checking out the video. Don't forget to sign up using the link below if you want to use this tool to, to improve your own DFS performance. Other than that, good luck on your lineups tonight. Enjoy the games, and I'll see you back here again tomorrow.